these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, Ryan? <laughs> I'm doing good. I have the same greeting every time. <laughs> same pitch, you same know, everything. You don't. You don't get a fix with fix with. You don't get a fix with not broke. <laughs> You know, you don't got a fake. <laughs> you don't got a fake when I'm broke. <laughs> you just turned into Scarface. I don't know. You don't. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, who is that? You don't have to fix what's not broken, sir. Correct. How you been, Jordan? Uh, I've been good. Been enjoying this day off uh, with you and my sister. It's been nice, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a little productive as well. Got the office set up for the wife at home. During this COVID age of remote work, so she's uh, she's enjoying that. We got her an espresso at home, so she's caffeinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, gotta stay woke. Stay woke, literally. Um, but yeah, just uh, just been kind of hanging the day, chilling, a little, little day off, relaxation. Slash, I need to do laundry later. <laughs> Laundry never ends. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's just a, it's it's like the, it's like the Ouroboros. It just it just it's never it's it's never ending. People that have their life together where they just can always have their laundry all the time done. I, I feel that, like that's a, I feel like it's another level. I mean, you can have your life together and still not have all your laundry together. <laughs> but I mean, if you don't have dirty clothes, like in general. I don't know. Like, if you keep That's it to, crazy. like, a one-basket minimum and everything is folded right out, like, then I don't... props to you. Yeah, it's not me. It's the equivalent of an associate's degree. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Yeah, I, I fall behind on laundry sometimes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. As we all do, but... But, yeah, what, uh, what about you? How was your day at work? You know, another day, another dollar. Your, uh, your trainee doing good with you? Yeah. <laughs> Almost didn't answer that. I, he does. I try not to be too specific since some people at work listen to this. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he's doing good. I'm doing good. I mean, I know you almost always, like, every every time I check in with you, almost you almost always have a new person that you're, mm-hmm. that you have following you around. So. Showing them the ways of killing bugs. You know, there there's bound to be a few... Uh, Rotten eggs in the basket. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I feel like I don't really get too many, though. It really is few and far between. I feel like once they make it to me, the weeding out process has done its job. Done the majority of the, mm-hmm. the work. Yeah. So, but... I mean, you made it this far. You better uh, you better be spraying bugs. <laughs> you know? But it went pretty good today. Nothing too crazy going on. Um, this weekend is kind of... Um, it's Mondays, technically. Our dating anniversary with me and my wife oh yeah so we're gonna get a little hotel room this weekend in town not really travel but still like get away nice but when are you guys doing that just this weekend are you doing saturday and sunday night mm-hmm. right on yeah just be lazy in a hotel room uh don't have go- to clean it are you guys going midtown ah, no you're gonna be out here mm-hmm. nice yeah just the 
the hotel. It's a Marriott. The hotel down the way. <laughs> yeah, it's not far. The it's, unnamed. It's by sushi. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think. There's like there's nothing over there. Sushi is the closest thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think I've been there. I think I stayed there. Cats and I. Probably. I don't know. It's been Marriott. Stayed at a lot of Marriotts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. That'll be fun. So you're just gonna get like takeout food and, and enjoy the room. Be lazy, get a bunch of snacks from the dollar store. Heck yes. And not do a thing. Mm-hmm. Probably watch a lot of Parks and Rec. There you go. Just binge the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Be, that sounds like a good time. Jordan, that's our boring selves right now. No, uh, you know, we gotta we gotta keep the people informed. You know. Keep them up to date. With. I picked my toenails today. I feel <laughs> like I feel like that's the equivalent of what we just told everyone. Too far, sir. But Too far. On, Got your plumbing fixed. On to the stuff that you're here for. But before we begin, quick housekeeping. Remember to reach out to us. Remember to give us a call at 916-359-9446. Tell us your scary stories, your creepy stories. Um, how are you feeling about the show? Anything like that, feel free to give us a call. Heads up, it is a three-minute maximum per message. That doesn't mean if it takes longer than that, then you just keep calling and you keep leaving messages till you get us your story because, trust me, we want to hear it. And whatever you leave, just make sure you let us know if we're allowed to play it on air because we'd love to get you guys on the air. Um, and, yeah, and just have a little listener shout-outs each episode. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yes, indeed. Also, we need to um, we need to make make it a little bit more clear how we can get in touch with them after. Uh, if you do want to get us to get in touch with you, um, just please either leave your email or you can email us at creepy podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, we'll make some arrangements to get back in touch with you and follow up from there. Okay. I really, I think that's the only housekeeping stuff. Do you have anything? Just a quick shout out to Moses family jerky. Mm-hmm. So thanks to Moses Family Jerky for sponsoring the show. If you guys enter Creepy10, and that's 10 the number, not the word, um, you'll get 10% off your order. And anything you guys do just supports us further, keeps the show going. We really appreciate that from you guys. Um, And i got to tell you, this is really good jerky. Jordan and I have tried two or three flavors from Mm -hmm. them now. We've tried their coffee, and I'm not disappointed for sure. Yeah, I love their coffee, their sweet heat. Um Jerky oh, was delicious. Yeah, sweet heat was definitely my favorite. What else did we do? That we do the mesquite. No, we didn't do it. We the, the mon- not Monterey. What's the steak seasoning? Montreal. We did. Yeah, yeah. We did the Montreal? That was that was really good too. Mm-hmm. And the coffee man, that was really good. It really hits. good. Yeah. So yeah, check out Moses Family Jerky. Use our discount code Creepy Ten for ten percent off. Yeah. And with that, we're going to finally get started with the episode. (laughs) Jordan, we are talking about what's been commonly named the missing 411 cases or the mass amount of disappearances in the United States National Park System. I love the National Parks. Uh, You know, I do too. I've not visited very many. Yosemite's not far, but I I haven't been and I want to see it. We have got to go. I know. I want to go on, despite all the stories I'm going to read us tonight, which discourage you to not do this, I really want to go on a hardcore camping trip for like a week and not go to like the little cul-de-sac of campsites at a normal campground but like actually go into the woods find my flat piece of ground yeah pitch my tent there 
and camp for real uh-huh. and not just camp next to a parking lot. Yeah. So. Because that's not how it's supposed to be done. No. Yeah, that'd be nice mm-hmm. if we could convince our wives to do it. I, you know, even if it's like a guy's retreat or something, I don't know. I just want to do that sometime. By guy's retreat, do you mean you and I go in a <laughs> Yosemite to camp? We might be able to drag a couple more along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, if we can get Nate out here, mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's the, the topic tonight. Did, now, did, have you ever heard of this being a thing? No, not specifically. I mean, I've heard, I think, once upon a time of, like, one or two people going missing from a specific park. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe Yellowstone or something like that, because I know that place is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not to warrant any, you know, specific Google searches. Okay. And I've never heard of it uh, put that way, the 411. So it... It's referring to um, just all the massive amount of disappearances that have happened in the the USS National Parks, and I mean, it you would expect some mm-hmm. to be happening, but there's just a really suspiciously large amount of them. So there's hundreds of these cases each year. Um, they they go missing. Large searches are mounted. Um, well, as large as they can be. Sometimes I've seen as much as, as half a million dollars invested into searches for people, um, but nothing turns up. They might find maybe a shoe, maybe a backpack, but no bones, no bodies, no live people, nothing. Wow. Um, and some people have attributed things to paranormal means as for these disappearances. Okay. Uh, That's where we come in. But a lot of it is just so-and-so was out. And they never came back, and they there's there's not a single trace of them. We could even know potentially where they were, where their campsite was, and everything, where their whereabouts last were, and they're just go they go into the woods and they don't come back. Um, and this is just so. How do you have like a like a time frame? Mm-hmm. Yes, just since recorded history of that of like, yeah, I don't have a spike of it. Um, the 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 David the David Pauleeds guy, um, he wrote the book Missing Four One One, which is why people call them the the Four One One cases. Yeah, um, it's pretty popular. It, it kind of sparked a lot of the the info on this, um, and there's been a couple documentaries about his books about it okay um but i feel like it's something that's just been subtly going on for a very long time and he just started putting things together it was like compiled it yeah i was like wait a minute this is adding up to be a ridiculous amount yeah so this episode there's not a lot of um kind of background and things like that to go in because it's a it's a fairly understandable understandable thing to be happening I mean, of course, people go into the woods. They don't come back sometimes. It, mm-hmm. You lose people. It happens. Um, I mean, America's a big place, and there's a, despite the encroachment of cities, there's still a whole lot of wilderness out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, whether it's deserts, whether it's mountainous areas or mountain ranges or forests, there's there's a lot of land still. Well, and obviously plenty of places for people to just disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before... 
before we get into some of the articles I found that go into some of the specific cases, Mm -hmm. I just want to go off top with cold cases from the nationalparkservice.gov website of ongoing investigations. And I mean, they're just person after person after person. And I started to notice kind of a general theme around it, which I found was a little weird. How detailed are these things that they have up for not very just anybody to look at? I was going to say if it's yeah. public information. There's a there's a photo of the person missing. Mm-hmm. You get a brief description of the person and um, what bio. what info they have about it. Gotcha. Um, so the first one is Jong Yong Wan. Uh, he went missing in September seventeenth, twenty seventeen. He was forty five at the time, uh, five foot seven. And by the way, if any of you have any information on any of these people, because who knows, you might. Yeah. Um, please call the National Park Service at 888-653-0009 and tell them anything you might know, because who knows? Be responsible. And we got a lot of people listening, and we just might have somebody that knows one of these people. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Juan, uh, he drove a white Toyota Camry. Um, in L.A. County, which was found at Moran Point on the south rim of the Grand Canyon. Uh, the vehicle was previously seen near the New Hance Trailhead. Uh, he had no known plans in the area, and his whereabouts are unknown. Then we have Peter Jackson. Did went, it say that his car was, was uh, registered L.A. County? It was registered L.A. County, but it was found um, at the south end of the Grand Canyon. Ooh, I like where this is starting. Creepy. Yeah. Then we have Peter Jackson. Uh, he also, oddly enough, went missing on September 17th, but 2016. Hmm. Uh, Jackson was 74 years old at the time. Uh, he's 5'10", 155 pounds with blue eyes. Um, he is believed to have gone for a day hike from his campsite at White Wolf Campground, but did not return. He sent a text message to his son saying he was on his way to the park. Um, on that same day, his vehicle was found at the campground. Camping fees were paid through September 21st. Um, as of October 2nd, 2016, the search for Jackson was placed in continuous limited mode, which I wasn't able to find the details on, but I'm assuming it just means we are looking, but we don't have like a search team out. But if somebody, like we got it on file, if somebody finds something. Yeah, it's like you're flipping through the files and you're like, oh, Okay, then I'm still there, but mm-hmm. you keep going past that. Right. In August 2019, Jackson's backpack was found in the Akerson Meadow Aspen Valley area on the west side of Yosemite. Hmm. And then we have Floyd E. Roberts III. Uh, he was 52 years old at the time. He went missing, 5'11", 170, last seen wearing a red long sleeve shirt, blue denim jeans, multicolored mesh Nike free sneakers. Roberts became separated from companions during extreme extreme heat conditions while starting a multi-day hike in a remote portion of western Grand Canyon on the Chavitz Plateau. The group planned a nine-day hike. Jesus, that's a long hike. That would exit the canyon via Separation Canyon. He was last seen near Kelly Tank heading towards Trail Canyon slash 214 Mile Canyon towards the river but may have descended onto 209 Mile Canyon. So, so, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. these have all been s- somewhat young to middle-aged men? 
Well, we had one at 74. 74. But he was very yeah. active and hiked regularly, uh-huh. they had said. And then we have Drake Kramer. Kramer is 21 years old at the time he went missing. White male, 140, 5'8". Uh, Kramer was last seen at the Bright Angel Lodge and is believed to be suicidal. The search for Kramer is in continuous limited mode as well. Um, mm. They found his silver Mazda 6 sedan at the park. Then we have Mitchell Styling. Went missing June 9th, 2013. Uh, he was 51 years old at the time he went missing. White male, six foot tall. This is the only one I've seen on here that they possibly have found. They did find a body um, that has all the items this gentleman had, but just DNA evidence hasn't proved it to him yet. Wow. But this is the only one I've seen where they came back and updated it because there was like an addendum below saying, hey, just so you know, we did find some stuff. We're, we can't legally say it's him, but we're pretty sure it's him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the underlying Sad. common thing I keep seeing with a lot of these is their car. They go there, might not even have plans to do anything. Their car is found abandoned and they're just gone. Mm-hmm. Nothing to return to. So that's, like I said, off the National Park Service website. Um, if you have any information, you can check that out. Um, if you want to look for anyone in your local area, you know, there's all the information there. Yeah, be a good Samaritan. But that's the information they give us. Mm-hmm. So let's go into a little bit more specific cases um, that other people have written about. Let's start with um, vocalmedia.com. And they write, every single year, Americans and international visitors visit national parks to partake in wholesome outdoor activities. National parks are considered to be one of the healthiest places to go, and that's why so many families visit them. But as wholesome and safe as people assume national parks to be, there seems to be a rarely discussed dark side to these places most people don't seem to be aware of. More specifically, it's the fact that strange disappearances in national parks seem to be way more frequent than they should be. Every year, hundreds of cases of disappearances happen. Only a handful are ever seen again. Moreover, the disappearances that happen often seem totally illogical, bizarre, or unexplainable, even to those who are highly equipped to solve these mysteries. The phenomenon was first covered in Missing 411 by researcher David Paulides, mm-hmm. that I mentioned earlier. And here are some of the, the cases that he includes in his writings. So first off, we have the case of John Doe. Perhaps the most baffling of all strange disappearances in national parks we discuss is the disappearance of a young boy also known as John Doe. John Doe was, I'm assuming they gave him John Doe since he was a boy at the time, Mm -hmm. so they didn't want to give out his identity and keep him from being able to grow up normally. Yeah. Um, But this is one of the few cases I've seen where someone has left and came back and had a story about them leaving. And let me tell you, it's weird. John Doe was actually mentioned on George Knapp's Coast to Coast, if anybody knows Coast to Coast. According to the interview, three-year-old John Doe was last seen near a fly-fishing river, and then he promptly vanished for five hours. A search party found him, dazed but unharmed, in the middle of a grove of trees. John Doe really had a strange story to tell. When the investigators asked the boy what happened while he vanished, he said that he followed a woman who looked like his grandmother to a mountain. How old was he? Three. Okay. I know. Fairly young. He then found himself in a room that had a bunch of motionless robots and weapons lying all around on a dusty floor. 
The boy then claimed that he noticed a strange glow coming from the strange old woman's head. And then most puzzlingly of all, she asked him to defecate on a piece of paper. And then the boy claimed she got agitated and aggressive when he refused to do so. The woman then said that the boy was from outer space and that he had been planted in his mother's womb. She then told him to go and wait in the trees until he was found. No one has any idea where the boy was when he disappeared. It'd be easy to say that the disappearance of John Doe was likely a child's overactive imagination. However, there is something very bizarre about the disappearance case that gives credence to John Doe's insane story. His grandmother, who had gone camping with him, claimed that she was dragged out of her tent late at night. She woke up to a strange pain in the base of her neck and found two small holes near the back of her head. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So the boy goes with this period. Yeah. He, get, he He's led by some strange lady. Uh-huh. It looks like his grandma. Got asked to poop on a piece of paper. Yeah. He was like, no. I will not defecate. He's th- I refuse. I'm three. I'm just potty trained. I am not for you. I just learned how to use the toilet. Now you want me to use a piece of paper. This is confusing. This is against everything I've been taught. <laughs> yeah. So... Did grandma have the, the grandma didn't have the holes like examined or anything? She was just like, okay, I got these are these are new. <laughs> I'll I'll take it though. I don't I didn't find anything about it. Yeah. My assumption is though it's just two pricks back there. Uh-huh. So it wasn't wasn't I'm assuming wasn't much to examine. Okay. But either way, strange and to say and seriously. That's a lot of detail for a three-year-old boy. I was going to say, that's why I was asking how old he was, because that is a pretty uh, expletive-filled clear picture. Which I don't have, like, a transcript from it, so there could be some things that are inferred. Yeah, slash, uh, not necessarily taken out of context, but... um, Just assumed. Yeah. Yeah, because he could have... because he says that the lady said he was from outer space and was planted in his mother's womb. I doubt a three-year-old even knows the word womb. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it might be some things like, they said I was from up there and they put me in mom's belly. From that, you extrapolate outer space and womb. Yeah. So I could see... They could paraphrase. They paraphrase a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I could see it, and it still makes sense because you talk. You, you know, you can talk to some kids, and mm-hmm. you can get more out of them than you think. Oh yeah, but weird nonetheless. So then we got Alfred Beelharts. I think that's right. B e i l h a r t z. Beelharts. I'll take it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> in 1938, four-year-old Alfred was vacationing with his family in Colorado's Rocky Mountain National Park. His parents were watching him carefully as they went out for a quick hike near a river. Then, without warning or a trace, he vanished. It is among one of the strangest disappearances in national parks. He was only feet away from his family, and then he was gone. A six-mile search of the area that he had disappeared showed nothing. However, dogs were able to trace his scent 500 feet uphill from where he vanished. The only problem was that there were no footprints and no Alfred to be seen. Stranger the dogs had traced the scent seemed to be confused by what they were smelling and then they quickly lost their scent. 
Once dogs traced the scent uphill, the two pups began to cock their heads and look nervous. Eventually, both bloodhounds ended up lying on the ground, unable to go any further. Alarmingly, some hikers who were walking six miles away from where Alpha disappeared claimed they had saw a young boy in a particularly dangerous rock outcropping called Devil's Nest. The two hikers said that they had only seen the boy minutes after he allegedly disappeared. Stranger, they claimed that the boy seemed dazed and upset, but then appeared to be jerked back from an unknown force. A four-year-old boy would not reasonably or logically be able to travel six miles and uphill over 3,000 feet on his own where they found him in Devil's Nest. Even the survival specialist who searched for him needed specialized equipment to get there. So who or what grabbed little Alfred? So wait, they did find him there? No. Oh, no, they just some, saw him there. Some, yeah, some other campers oh. were like, oh, we saw a little boy, but he was way over there, and I don't know how he got there. Mm. And then all of a sudden, he got like jerked back into some rocks. Okay. We got some crazy stuff living uh, living beneath mm-hmm. these uh, national parks here. Well, and then they said, when they said they saw him, it was only minutes after the family first lost him. Yeah. But it was six miles away from where he got lost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Some swoop down and pick him up, or? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Then we have the case of Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller was 12 in 1992, but he had the mental capacity of a four-year-old. As a result, his parents knew that they had to be careful and watch over him when they went to Yosemite National Park. His parents left him to throw pebbles at a pond while they prepared dinner taking occasional seconds to make sure he was still where he was supposed to be. However, much like what happened to Alfred, Kenny Miller ended up being one of the many victims to strange disappearances in national parks. He vanished without a trace. A month later, a group of hikers found Kenny's body 1,500 feet above the area where he was last seen. The area where he was found was notoriously inaccessible, rocky, and filled with painful bushes. No one knows how a boy with the mental capacity of a young child could have been able to figure out how to get up there. Now, I think that's a little presumptuous Uh of them to say. I mean... Well, because a kid could do... It doesn't matter with the capacity. I mean, if if mm -hmm. natural instincts kick in. Yeah. I mean, even if he's 12 with the capacity of a four-year-old, I've seen two-year-olds get in some ridiculous places. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I know that there is more on Kenny's specific case, and much like with Alfred, there's a lot of things where, like, the math just doesn't add up. And, Mm -hmm. like, common sense tells you this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I would really recommend you guys get the 411 book and and go into more detail on it because some of these just, they're, they're crazy. So then we have David Gonzalez. Nine years old, he went camping with his family to San Bernardino National Forest. At one point, he asked his mother if he could go get some cookies from the family car. Of course, because cookies are awesome. Forty minutes passed, and his mother realized David never returned, and that the cookies he wanted to grab were still inside the car. He was never found alive again. His death is viewed as one of the strangest disappearances in national parks. A week later, his badly decomposed body was found only a mile away from where he went missing. Mysteriously, this area was already combed days prior. So this means that the boy must have been dropped there by someone or something. 
An autopsy revealed no trauma and no overt injury. David Gonzalez was just dead, without any reason or clue as to why. This already is baffling, especially considering the power of forensics and the skill of the investigators involved. But what makes the case of David Gonzalez so strange is not his disappearance alone, but the way the local authorities and investigators seem to handle the case. To put it simply, the police and investigators were flipping about it. Any questions were answered with vague replies. Even when Polides asked authorities for records about David, he was met with hostility. The officials claimed that David was dragged off by a mountain lion, despite no injuries that would suggest this to be his fate. No one nearby heard David scream. Authorities in most cases involving strange disappearances are wrapped with attention and will scour every last inch of terrain to find a missing child. However, when it comes to the strange disappearances in national parks, many officials seem unwilling to be fully open and honest. David's parents have gone on record to say that they don't believe David got dragged off by a cougar. They believe he was kidnapped and that he still may be alive somewhere and that the body wasn't his. Hmm. Some believe that the authorities know more than what they're saying. At the very least, it's clear that there's a lot more mystery and danger in the woods than we're willing to admit. Jeez. Yeah. I, man, so... I'm going to have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. Yeah, right? I would think that, uh... Yeah, you would think that if, like, a cougar was their determined... At least a cop's determination of the death, there would be some sort of evidence of that. Yeah, they said there was no trauma. Yeah. None. So no bite marks, no... if that's coming from the coroner, then, like, that that means it's undetermined, the Mm -hmm. cause of death, so... And even then, like, they would be able to determine strangling, like, even if it was a person that showed up. Yeah, like, or suffocation or drowning or, like, anything sort of or, thing like that. Yeah. So they went over the area, found nothing, and in the same area they'd already went over, they found this dead body. So we've got a couple of younger boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these have all been young boys at this point. We do have a... middle-aged men. We do have a little old, older one here with Thelma Pauline Melton. Oh, woman. Yes. Okay. So Polly, as her friends called her, was 58 when she vanished during her camping trip with friends in the Great Smoky Mountains, which I grew up not far from. Did you ever go? I I drove through them. Okay. Yeah, they're they're pretty. You know, Smoky Mountains. I've seen Smoky Mountains. Appalachians are they're cool. You know. Mm -hmm. Polly was not exactly a normal candidate for a disappearing act for a number of reasons. For one thing, she had medical problems that caused her to hike at a very slow pace. She was also a happy, well-put-together person that no one believed would have any want to disappear. That I have issue with, because people are real good at hiding their problems. Oh, yeah. Simply put, it doesn't seem like she would want to do something drastic. Polly had been hiking the trail that she had vanished on for over 20 years. She knew the terrain. She wasn't likely to get lost. Yeah, how old is this lady? She was 58. 58, oh my goodness. Perhaps that's why her friends were so alarmed when she vanished while hiking with them. Just like with the other National Park disappearances, one moment she was there and the next she wasn't. She didn't make any noise, and no trace of her has ever been found. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I just wish that there was, like, one piece, like, one more piece of evidence mm-hmm. or anything incriminating. Yep. So we have one more from Vocal Media. 
perhaps one of the most famous strange disappearances in national parks happened in 1969 to a young boy named Dennis Martin. Six-year-old Dennis Martin was vacationing with his family in the middle of the Great Smoky Mountains in a popular spot called Spence Field. While his parents were talking to another adult, Dennis, his brother, and some kids decided it'd be fun to play a prank on his family. They all decided to split up, hide, and jump out to scare their parents in a harmless prank. Three of the boys went one way, Dennis went another. The four kids hid, but only three jumped out. Dennis just vanished, and that was the last anyone ever saw of him. Six miles from Spence Field, a young boy screamed and claimed that he saw what looked like a bear, but then looked like a large man with something strange slung over his shoulder. A frantic search party started almost immediately, but no trace of Dennis was found. The search party lasted until night, when torrential rain washed away any scent that could possibly be used by bloodhounds to find the missing child. Within the sub- subsequent days, the FBI, the Green Berets, the police, and just about every other form of official aid was dispatched to find Dennis Martin, but no footprints or articles of clothing belonging to him ever showed up. What's really bizarre about this case is the government reaction to it. The leader of the FBI group who organized the search committed suicide for unknown reasons. Another Special Forces member by the name of Harold Cleveland later issued a statement in 2014 in which he says something paranormal must have been afoot. His statement is below, which was sent to News of the Weird. Something paranormal must have been the cause? That's what he says, so here's a statement. Our Special Forces are never called to assist in civilian operations. That falls to the local National Guard and approved by the state governor. The fact that they were armed as well is another huge no-no. During my command and every other mission I was aware of, we were not allowed by federal protocol to do either. Something is very wrong with this missing kid scenario. I've done some research on this case both while on active duty and after my retirement. The inside facts of this case depict a frightening investigation. Bottom line is that searching started within a few minutes of of the boy's disappearance and lasted three months with every resource imaginable being deployed. Don't even start with, quote, the terrain was difficult, holes and caves and cliffs and creeks, etc. Our special troops can find almost anything, anytime, and in any terrain. We have the highest technology available worldwide and easily the best training in real-world wartime and mission-specific experience than the normal civilian populace can scarcely imagine. After studying the case, the fact that no trace of the boy was ever found is mind-boggling. The Green Berets that were tasked in this search were there for a specific reason. They were armed for a specific reason. I can't and won't say why because my oath documents won't allow it, but I will remind you of these facts. Nationwide, there have only been four occasions where special forces were brought in on civilian missing person cases. Two of these involved a possible armed perpetrator. The other two were this case and another similar to it about three years later and regionally nearby. This is out of thousands of missing cases since the early 60s when our special troops were born. Wow. Sounds like he knows this stuff. And that's all quoted from Harold Cleveland who was a part of the special forces that, that looked for Martin. Yeah. So he thinks that uh, maybe something under under wraps or uh, something that's trying trying not to get out? Yeah. Trying not to let get, let get out? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one thing to bring those people in. Yeah. It is odd 
but like he said, they have the best training, period. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you got the best training and tracking and all of that. What do you all need guns for, though? Exactly. Like, why somebody should have been like, okay, come out and do this, but leave the guns at home? But yeah, no, we're trying not to scare all the townspeople. You know, we, show up we don't need an idiot armed. civilian getting shot. Yeah. Show up as an armed battalion. Yeah. Looking for a kid, can't find anything. Right. So these cases just, they just keep getting weirder and weirder. It starts from people traveling distances that they shouldn't be able to, to people disappearing and possibly being seen, being carried off by something. I've you got, got more? I've got a few more. You got a couple more? Okay, cool. That's, that's it just from voice media. That's wow. just that. Wow. All right. Oh, my God. So... We're gonna we'll we'll do a few more from uh, the New York Post, yeah, and then we'll get into some possible explanations. Which at this point is just us spitballing. Oh yeah, lay mommy, I didn't. Yeah. So on October eighth, nineteen seventy six, while on a horticulture field trip with forty of her classmates, sixteen year old Trini Lynn Gibson was hiking along Andrews Bald. No one can recall seeing her after three p.m. Searches continued for months, but no trace of Gibson was ever found. Next, we have the disappearance of Jared Negrit or Negrit. In 1991, a Boy Scout went on his first overnight camping trip with his church Aww. in San Bernardino National Forest. 12-year-old Jared, described in articles at the time as shy, and they called the kid pudgy. Like, did, really? Oh, what year was it? 91. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> but I'm just like, and they said that they wrote this in articles, and I'm like, I guess you got to describe physical characteristics when you're trying to find a missing kid, but it just feels like a mean jab. Maybe not stocky or yeah. um, like stout or yeah. um, <laughs> there's just that stuff at the top of my head. We could yeah. think of some more. Just cold blooded. He was. He was. He was. He was stay fluffed. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yep. I'm a little stay fluffed right now myself. (laughs) So he was with five other scouts and their troop leader when they left Camp Takits to hike up 11,500 foot Mount San Gorgonio, which is the highest peak in SoCal. Really? Yeah. Mount San Gorgonio, Gorgonio, maybe Gorgonio. 11,000 feet? 11,500 feet. Jared fell behind Never the group. Never even heard of that. Yeah. Huh. So Jared fell behind the group. Differing reports of him either wandering off the trail, falling behind after stopping to tie his shoe, or being told to hang back for the troop to collect him on the way back down from the summit. Whatever the case, he was never seen again. Rescue teams as far west as Malibu searched around the clock, eventually turning up Jared's backpack, candy wrappers, beef jerky, and a camera. Twelve photographs were developed from the camera. Mostly landscapes, but the last one was of Jared's eyes and nose taken after he went missing. The camera was discovered in the same area as the other items, but after a 16-day search that included five helicopters, rangers on horseback, and infrared cameras, Jared was never found. Hmm. Wow. I think they went uh, Lord of the Flies on his (laughs) ass. No. (laughs) That's all. Sorry, that was the first thing that came to mind when he said he fell behind. And then when he started talking about the stuff that they found, I'm like, yeah, they ate all his food. And then they, I don't know. Um, I mean, the kids sounded prepared. 
Yeah. You know. So what do they mean by what do they mean by the last picture was after he was so they they been taken because it's got a timestamp of when uh, the photo was taken. Uh-huh. So when they developed it, they saw that the timestamp of the photo. Oh, so it's like everything. So everything kind of correlated as far as his pictures and like his hike or whatever. And mm-hmm. then there's this one that apparently after people had yeah, it was just like a bad selfie angle. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we have. The Cowden Family Massacre. Seven and a half months after the Cowden family was reported missing in 1974, police found their bodies. The Cowdens had gone camping in the Siskiyou Mountains in Applegate, Oregon, over Labor Day, the weekend of 1974, but failed to show up for dinner at Richard Cowden's mother's house on September 1st. Media accounts from the time described their campsite as undisturbed as if the family left abruptly. Investigators later postulated that they had been abducted. Their bodies were discovered in April 1975, a hundred feet from the campsite. A hundred feet. feet. Like that's not very far. Richard's body was found tied to a tree while the bodies of his wife and two small children were found in a cave with rocks sealing the entrance. Dwayne Lee Little, mm, allegedly confessed to a fellow inmate that he murdered the Cowdens while on parole, but there was no conviction and the case remains open. So it took them a year to find a guy a hundred feet away from the initial site tied to a tree. I also have to uh, question how good these searches are actually being, um, (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, is like there's like hundreds of people involved. Mm-hmm. You got some of these with helicopters going, rangers on horseback. You got special forces called in for that, at least that one case. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Yeah. A hundred feet though. So somebody, so that guy, com- that guy said that he did it. Mm-hmm. He confessed, but there's nothing necessarily pinning it on him. Mm-hmm. No, it's just him saying he did it. And he was already in jail, so. Mm. Yes, I, I, can't, I can't see what would bring somebody to say that they did something like that without having done Oh, it. I can. I've seen a lot of people that want just credit for something. Especially if you're already in jail for, like, until likely your death. Yeah. Like, you're just trying to get some infamy so you're remembered. Think that's what he's going for? Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to seem, seem I tough. mean, people that aren't like how many people came in and said they're the Zodiac killer that aren't? Oh, quite a few. You yeah, know? yeah, you get a point there. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So now we're going to go on to the Death Valley Germans. Death Valley National Park is an eerie stretch of arid land that covers three million acres along the border of California and Nevada. Nevada, as my wife constantly corrects me. <laughs> Damn the southern tongue. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it's Nevada, but it's okay. <laughs> I've always heard. <laughs> just, over there, you hear Nevada because yeah. it's fancy. Anyway, considered the hottest location in North America, park rangers constantly remind visitors not to underestimate the Mojave sun. During a record streak of 120-degree Fahrenheit days in July 1996, four German tourists went missing. The last known trace of the group was a guestbook signature in a box at a small ghost town that read 72396. Connie Egberg George Max. We are going through the pass. 
Rangers assumed this to refer to the Mengel Pass. The family wasn't on their return flight on July 29th, and Interpol listed them missing on August 14th. Their locked rental van was discovered abandoned on October 23rd, with three flat tires. No tracks, wallets, keys, or passports linked to the group were ever found. Dozens of theories circulated about whether they encountered the wrong people, perished while trying to find shade, or even if they had stayed to their own disappearance. In 2009, human bones were discovered in Death Valley. According to the Associated Press, authorities were fairly certain they belonged to the tourists. So again, another, it's not positive, but yeah. maybe we found them. Three flat tires in their van, though. Yeah. Hmm. That seems like that would take effort. For as the, opposed for to the three natural happening, yeah. Uh, I could see it just being kind of a weird thing. Maybe like over time. Yeah, I mean, if you got yeah. three really, really messed up I guess up that is kind of a short tires. amount of time, huh? It's, yeah, it's not long. Yeah. Because from July to October. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. You're I mean, even if you got something parked for that long, it's not usually going to, you know. I was going to say, unless they hit something and that flattened their tires, and that's why they went out to start with. But even Perhaps, then, yeah. it seems silly to lock the van. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody's going to get in it anyway. Okay. Well, and I would assume they probably weren't found close to it. So, like, if they had parked that thing in whatever designated parking area, and that's where they find the van... Like who? Maybe they, yeah, maybe they. Must. Well, that's and that's the thing too. It wasn't in an area like that because oh, no? they had to find it, and it took them what four months to find it. Wow. Yeah, then maybe they, maybe they caught up with somebody, somebody else out there. I wouldn't be the first know. time that I've heard of people going crazy in the desert. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. All right, so we'll round this one out with Keith Reinhard. He was working as a sports reporter at the Daily Herald in Chicago in 1988 when he announced he'd be taking a 90-day sabbatical. Quote, I love these mountains and want to live in them before I die in them, Reinhardt wrote in a letter to a friend, according to the article published in the Daily Herald in 2008. Reinhardt took off for Silver Plume, Colorado, a small mining town of 200 that sits inside the Arapaho? Arapaho? Arapaho. Arapaho? Uh, you got me national forest at the foot of the rocky mountains i can say that one (laughs) (laughs) in addition to fulfilling his lifelong dream of living in the rocky mountains reinhard wanted to write a novel about tom young a man who had vanished from the same town in september 1987 when he arrived reinhard opened an antique store formerly been young's bookstore one late afternoon, while nursing a hangover, Reinhard went to hike Pendleton Mountain. More than 100 people logged over 10,000 hours searching and never found a clue to what happened. Oh, sometimes the answer is there's no answer, quoted Reinhard's widow, Carolyn O'Do- O'Donnell, as she told the Daily Herald in 2008. Unacceptable. So, wait, he went and opened up an antique shop. Mm-hmm. In the same location as the dude who disappo- disappeared, however many years before, right, decades before, uh, his bookshop, and then he disappeared, and then he disappeared. Okay. Mm-hmm. S- and this was uh, close to or inside of the national park in the, in, in the Rocky Mountains. And this or- was yeah. So the town was at the foot of the Rocky Mountains. Okay, and it was um, by Silver Plume. Um, 
but he had went hiking on Pendleton Mountain. Wow. So, yeah. So that's all the cases we're going to talk about. So, Jordan, you've heard the cases. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of them are as simple as someone was hiking, they disappeared, no one found them. Yeah. Other ones, there's a kid that got told to poop on a paper, piece of paper. By his grandma. By someone that looked like By his grandma. By someone who looked like his grandma. So, tell me, what do you what do you think? Why? What do you think about these cases? What do you think could have caused them? Do you think it's the same cause? Well, I was going to say, I could, see, I could see those first couple that you were talking about. Um that you'd said that you'd seen a couple similarities, just you know, but mainly the cars being abandoned. Um, but I mean, they stretch so far, like as far as time and location and uh, circumstance, mm-hmm. that it's. Uh, I feel like it would be hard to do it to have like one blanket cause. I agree. I mean, especially. I mean, I would assume that the same that you're not. This, whoever did that to that kid, to the three-year-old kid, is not the same person who's just making other people disappear. Right. So, where to go from there? How to break it down? I don't know. I mean, I... I mean, kids wander off. That's kids for sure wander a off. thing. Yeah, for sure. We, like I was saying, human trafficking is a thing, but I think they that's typically more gone for in, like... Honestly, in Higher California, population. I mean, Sacramento is one of the worst, if yeah, not the worst. It is in California national parks, and I, I'd even say California, maybe southwestern states. Mm-hmm. I could even see that being a thing. People just snatching people up. Yeah, but when you're, I don't think about that as much when it gets to like midwestern states and like Colorado and. True. places like that and the smoky mountains mm-hmm. and like i said it, it definitely happens but but that's not necessarily like where you would think to go looking for a person to mm-hmm. plus i feel like usually there's kind of a targeted um like a demographic demographic that's a good word for it yeah mm-hmm. um and the the age range was so drastic Very, too i mean from mm-hmm. three to 74 or whatever mm-hmm. um Again, maybe that contributes to the overall, but that's not that's not the explanation for every single one of them. Uh, and I'm sure people go, you know, obviously people go missing for numerous different reasons. Mm-hmm. You had said one was even um, suspected of being like suicidal. He, he, he yeah, he was known to be um, to at least have the the thoughts. Okay. So. But then you know, no note there. No body there. No method. Mm-hmm. That's hard to narrow down. Yeah, it's... I think, like I said, the vast majority of these can get chalked up to that. Just somebody went missing mm-hmm. and nature consumed them, literally. But this also makes me think about how people want to argue about Sasquatch and how, like... Well, if he was real, we'd find bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have literally hundreds of people a year go missing in these same areas that Sasquatch has reported. Yeah. And we find, we, we, we don't find their bodies and we're actually sending search teams for them. Yeah. And you expect to find potentially a rare species? Like, uh, come on. 
Yeah, I would hope that it. I would hope that Squatch isn't just going around scooping people up. Well, I, and I hadn't even got to that yet. I was just talking about how people said that if there is a population of Sasquatch, mm-hmm. then we should be able to find dead bodies. Oh, for them. sure. Yeah. Well, we can't even find our own dead bodies. Mm-hmm. So how do we expect to find that? Yeah, a hundred feet away, and it takes yeah. you a year. Mm-hmm. The guy was tied to a tree. Not hard. That sounds find. suspect. That yeah. sounds yeah. That's like the the body that turned up of the boy mm-hmm. after they'd already searched the area. It mm-hmm. kind of sounds like a similar thing. But back circling back to Sasquatch, like I was going to bring that up before you had already mentioned it. Yeah, it's potentially Sasquatch killings. And I, a lot of people think like, no, Sasquatch is gentle and it's a vegetarian and all this. And I'm like, you don't get to be 800 pounds and an ape like creature that way. I don't think, okay. The Sasquatch is an animal, no different than we are an animal. If it's a thing, if it's a thing, if it's a thing, all that, that kind of, that's the whole show. If it's a thing, (laughs) if this is real, (laughs) And even if it wasn't killing people for food, like, it would not surprise me if it was doing it for territory. Yeah. You're in its space. It doesn't want you in its space. You got to go. Mm-hmm. And it, you're either going to leave or it's going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, which might describe the the whatever the... I, was it a kid saw something like big and burly, so bear-like? That was part of the Dennis Martin disappearance, mm-hmm. where they brought in the Green Beret and Special Forces. Yeah, yeah. He so he had been he went missing, and I believe a child, another child, farther away, um, a short time later, said they saw a. It started as a bear, but he said it was a bear. But then the more look he got, it was man-like carrying something over his shoulder. Uh, well, I mean, that would sound squatchy. Yeah. So would they call in like the Green Beret to shoot to kill or something? Uh, shoot on sight? I don't know. I feel like there's... Oh, well, of course there's stuff that we don't... Obviously there's stuff we don't know, but but also more um, realistically stuff that's being hidden or, you know, just not talked about. Mm-hmm. And I really like... I want to go more into that one but i really liked that story where um i believe his name was harold that was a part of the special forces that had commented on that was like look they don't do this they don't call like they call us in for some things yeah this is not one of those things they call our group in to do very atypical they did it four times and two of the times were with people that were armed and dangerous yeah so where does that leave you and then, and then the other one was like a similar case. He said, and even in the it, somewhat similar or more general, it was the same area. similar area, yeah. right? Right. Hmm. So that almost leads you to think that there is something in the area they're concerned with. Yeah. Potentially. The one that throws me the most is the kid, though. The, the kid, pooping. Yeah, <laughs> the kid with the pooping. His <laughs> grandma. The poopening. The pooping. Oh. Um. Yeah, I want to know more about that. More about that scenario. Well, that one's strange. Super. The most. And then also these kids that go, and not just kids, there's some other other outdoor enthusiasts that go missing that they turn up, they go missing at, let's say, 1 o'clock, and at one thirty they turn up an unbelievable distance away. Yeah. A distance that professional hikers and survivalists couldn't go on their own. 
people that do this for sport, but these people just turn up this amount of distance away in an unimaginable time. Yeah, and then apparently, because I think the both cases, I think there was maybe two that you had stated that people saw these guys after their potential missing, the time that they actually went missing. So like what the kid in the Devil's... Uh, Devil's Nest. nest. Devil's mm-hmm. Nest, and then there was one other one that I think they saw somebody like after they had just gone missing. Yes, that was the the special needs. Yes, child. And even the one at the Devil's Nest, he got saw being jerked away. Yeah. What's doing that? How? Yeah. How are they getting that far? And then still disappearing. I mean, if you saw a kid in the middle of a circle with nobody around it, mm-hmm. and you saw like something like that happen, wouldn't you think you'd like mm-hmm. go and investigate? Yeah, potentially. I'll lay out the common and paranormal explanations that are given. Oh, we've got some uh, people speculating. And then, well, just basically me and kind of what I've heard in general. Yeah. And then we'll go into go into them all. But for like normal ones, I mean, obviously kidnappings, which mm-hmm. happens, of course animal attacks which definitely happens um and what i'm just going to call tragedies you know people that just get lost yeah you know and or people that fall off cliffs and things like that Mm -hmm. or do intentionally go there to not come back unfortunately yeah um which all of those yes they do happen yes i wouldn't be surprised if they make up the majority percentage of the cases even if it's 50 50 Mm -hmm. that's that doesn't explain all of them right Paranormally, they could be Sasquatch killings or kidnappings. Yeah. They could be potential alien abductions mm-hmm. or experimentations. They could be perhaps, um, I don't know how to label it, but like a dimensional tear, where and that explains these large areas getting covered. Yeah. In short amounts of time. Um, slash, like, time slippy. Yeah, slash mm-hmm. time slippy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of the main ones. And any others you can come up off top, please go into. But those are the ones that have been proposed a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, our, our Sasquatch buddy, potentially. Not our Squatch. We got the good one. We got a good one? Okay. <laughs> For now. Until he turns on us. We're still here. Yeah, yeah. if you don't hear from us in a couple of weeks, Squatch. It's just a camping retreat. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're going to be going away. Now, uh, yeah, that's so that's so strange. I mean, obviously, it doesn't turn me off going to national parks <laughs> at all. Because I feel like, you know, disappearances, again, they happen everywhere. They do. Unfortunately, and strangely enough. Um, they could be heavily populated area, Sac- cities, Sacramento, mm-hmm. whatever. Or desolate, you know, campgrounds. But the weird deserts. thing for me is, like, if you go missing in a city, it's concrete. There's not footprints. There's not broken trees where you yeah. would have walked. And and in, a, in the woods, there's more evidence to track you down. For sure. You know, and even someone like, like, I am not a tracker. I am just a country kid that spent a lot of time with nothing else to do, so I, I walked through the woods. Mm-hmm. And I picked up some things. Like, oh, okay, I see some footprints here. I look up from the footprints. I see a broken twig. Oh, okay, it went in this direction. Basic stuff. And I'm not, like, a bloodhound tracker. Yeah. You can't do things like that in the city. So to me, it's even more mysterious if you go missing in the woods. 
Yeah. Versus if you go missing in the city. For sure. So. You usually got a, well, you obviously have a way larger area usually that they're going to search, depending on how densely um, forested or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even in the desert, I mean, how, how far do you go? Like, well, that's what the other thing. If you go missing in the desert, and we have a lot of them, like they talked about Death Valley, the Mojave, yeah. um, and New Mexico, Nevada, like Nevada, dang it, um, places like that, you could, and not, like I said, I'm not a search expert, but I imagine with it being that barren, you could just fly overhead and see anything. Mm-hmm. So... Especially if you got a number of helicopters, like some of these said to claim to have had. Right. So it should be even easier to perform a search. Mm-hmm. You have less time because you're working in areas with less water, higher heat. Yeah. And things like that. But still. To find somebody living. But, I mean, you're trying to find some. I was about to say, at this point, we're not even finding dead bodies. Yeah. Much less alive people. Yeah, anything so. at that point. Yeah, so, okay. Such a lack of. I mean, the lack of evidence on most for most of these. Give me how you feel about Squatch. I would have trouble pinning it on Squatch. Really? Honestly, I kind of have an easier time. Some of them, like the like the one that turned up with no trauma to it, like okay, yeah. I just feel like it's um for how widespread because obviously they weren't all in one area. Mm-hmm. And they were over a course of years, but uh, and o- only if, in fact, it was the case that, you know, there were multiple, like there was multiple Sasquatches or, mm-hmm. you know, families of them, whatever, um, that that could even potentially be the case. Yeah. But well, for them to be a biological animal, like an actual cryptid and not some kind of other dimensional or shamanistic being. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it would have to go. Yeah. There would have to be a family populating an area with the territory to defend. And I still just don't know how we wouldn't, at this point, have found something. Anything. Well, we can't find these people. I know. So, I'm like, if we... So, can... that's, like, that's the even weirder part. And yeah. So, I feel like it's just... I feel like it's not that because I feel like it would... I feel like there's something bigger mm-hmm. at play, potentially. I think that there Not is even a little bit of that going thing. on. I wouldn't be surprised if some people got snatched up, especially some kids. Yeah. You know? But even if it's just, like, regular people that got killed just because they wouldn't leave. Well, yeah, I am wondering what what somebody's reasoning would be behind making a 74-year-old man disappear. And I feel like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there are some pretty spry 74-year-olds, but I'm like, well, I don't think it would be... And Well, and that guy was an experienced hiker. Fight. Yeah. But... So. I, I mean, you got Grand Canyon, you got Rocky Mountains, you've got Mount, not DiGiorno, <laughs> but, but something uh, off-brand there. Um, Just pick a mountain in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, not not kill them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Yosemite. Yeah. Grand Canyon. Yeah, I don't know. It's there's a lot. Okay, well, how about aliens? Maybe. Yeah. That's the, I mean, You're that's more the comfortable with that? Oh, well, especially having to, have to do with that kid story, yeah. Um, poop on the paper. Poop on the paper. Not a Petri dish. Not the steel plate. 
Nope, this is uh, this is the only thing we can bring back <laughs> with us up there. I don't know. Uh, it's weightless, you know. We can, we can take it. Yeah. I don't know. That one is just so strange, but that makes. I mean, it makes a little bit. I think of things like Travis Walton. Yeah. That you had done before, mm-hmm. um, and if you ha- guys haven't listened to that episode yet, you gotta go back and check out Jordan's Travis Walton episode. It was it was very well done. It's abductions alien abductions some loggers again in the deep forest yeah so uh, yeah i like aliens too yeah i like aliens for this yeah <laughs> i do um put 50 on aliens please yeah <laughs> yeah that or or something even um scarier which would be like you know us no that's always on the table yeah, yeah so. people are all awful monsters mm-hmm. so but no, I, I mean, especially the highest up there. I like aliens too. I mean, it, you tend to gravitate more for the deserty areas that that's what's happened. Uh-huh. But I think that's just because of Area Fifty One and all of those stories and just what pops in your head. But yeah, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were taken in the natural beauties of the earth, like we do. <laughs> oh, isn't this place so pretty? Oh, look at that guy. We could study him. Look at that kid's grandma. Mm. Make a copy, send her down, see what we can do. She is looking ripe for two holes in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to know what... So he said he... F- the kid said he f- was in a room of deactivated, like, robots and mm-hmm. weapons, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, did he get, like, abducted Abducted to, like, off-planet? He, he, I mean, he might have. Or... He said he was just led somewhere. So strange. Mm-hmm. So, so strange. I wish that we had more than just the three-year-olds. Uh... And I like rapid-fire hit those cases. Like, e- any one of those, you could go... There's podcasts to to these things. Yeah. And, you know, you could do full episodes on each one of these people that I went through. Mm-hmm. But I thought that because of the huge amounts of cases there are that it might be better to showcase that in quickly burning through all these stories. Yeah. And the just strangeness of some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them just what's so strange about it is there's no, nothing to go on Yeah, with it. There's not a lot of information. They're just, it's somebody showed up and they're gone. Well, and when it varies so drastically between all of them, it's just, it's hard to have a, yeah, and that's you know, the other thing. There's not answer. a there's not a demographic. There's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got everything from no family, rhyme or reason. Family vacations to Boy Scout trips, supervised trips to relocated entrepreneurs. Like, yeah, like what? I don't. To yeah, so no explanation whatsoever. Yeah, I like so I like Sasquatch doing some of it. Mm-hmm. I do think it would be territorial. And would, you think Sasquatch is teaming with the aliens? That's then <laughs> we laugh, but it's We're it, screwed. It's a thing. People, some people think he is an alien. Some people think that the alien sent him, sent them here. Hmm. Maybe he's the elite alien kidnapping squad. If he's a thing. <laughs> if he's a thing. <laughs> or she. Or she. Gender inclusive. Yes, they. They. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever you identify. Yeah. Um. So uh, this one's. What about these? So confusing. Dimensional tears and. Well, yeah, that's always fun. 
That's an always fun, People uh, fun just, one to play with. You, you pull some brush back, walk through, and you just fell into something totally different. Yeah, I mean, I wish. I don't wish, but I, like, <laughs> I, if there was some sort of explanation like that, then it could open up, you know, and it drastically can, new, te- crazy new territories. But It might explain them being gone and then in the same area that was searched later. Mm-hmm. You know, they reopened and spat them back out, or... Yeah. Explains the distances being traveled. Maybe it was just like a, almost like a wormhole type thing. Yeah. That's, that's so strange that you can, you know, a kid getting picked up a couple feet away from the parents and then being found, you know, six, six miles, six mm-hmm. miles away. Hmm. Yeah. I just don't know. Aliens or time slips. Aliens or time those slips. Those are my, those are my go-tos. <laughs> those are my go-tos. I'm, I'm, I'm less quick to pin it on Squatch. I want to believe in a good squatch. Yeah. The crowd and family, though, that guy getting tied to the tree. Mm-hmm. That just seems more uh, humanistic and... Yeah, um, there was some, some intent yeah. behind that. Mm-hmm. Intentional, yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, you're just trying to go on a family camping trip. Mm-hmm. Awful. Mood killer. Mood killer. Buzzkill. <laughs> Pooping on paper. Pooping on paper. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe it was. I, yeah, I, it could be the government too. Could be the government. Could always be the government. We need You're samples. Out there listening. We need samples. <laughs> we need fecal samples from this child. What's the weirdest way we can what do it? What you don't know, kid, is in the year 2020 there will be a deadly virus. You'll be the cure. <laughs> Fi- little little do we know, Pfizer has a a time machine, right? <laughs> oh man the woods yeah. are weird the woods are weird i yeah. like them but they're weird i like them too but they scare me haunted woods what scares you about them well it just depends you know there are just the, so many st- uh, so many stories about people going mm-hmm. missing in general or just being out in that wide an area when you just don't trust people <laughs> and i just don't <laughs> trust people uh, I mean, if I don't trust people in the city, I definitely am not going to trust people in an unfamiliar area. See, I'm actually area. kind of more the opposite. It depends on what I, what's like the situation is. But if it's just like another person out there, clearly like, you know, either just being like an outdoor enthusiast. Yeah. Whether it's camping, fishing, hunting. Well, I mean, another hiker isn't going to set me, you know, set me off. Right. But, like, if you... <laughs> but if you're, like, there's people that live in the deep, deep woods, mm-hmm. and they gave up on society and live out there. Now, that's a different story. Some hermits. But if I just see another person, honestly, I'm a little... I'm like, okay, we're in the same boat here. You know, if something goes down, we could both potentially die out here. So I'm more trusting that you want to work together versus kill me. You will see that you, part of that assumption I do find yeah the the whole like we're out we're out here trying not to die but <laughs> but but again my instinct is still to go uh, I'm keeping I'm keeping my eye on you mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sleeping with one eye open because mm-hmm. if I didn't come here with you I don't know yeah it depends it also depends on if like I'm alone or with you know whoever I'm with depending that's true in a group atmosphere I feel Which a little they bit say more don't at hike ease. alone don't yeah. go into the woods alone yeah don't bad all bad i feel like that's just a given yeah. even if you're uh, as it shows even if you're 
you know, you've been doing it for years. You could be doing it for decades and still, you, you know. You can be with people and they just turn their back and now you're disappeared. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't trust physics. I don't <laughs> trust people and I don't trust the government. Okay. Wait, wait you don't trust physics? We haven't talked about that. Trust it. No. Um, wait, what did we just come off of? That's why I said I don't trust physics. Oh, the dimensions and wormholes? Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, we didn't talk about this. What do you not trust? Gravity's a thing, right? I trust what I know and can see. And Thirst flat, right? And I do... <laughs> and I, <laughs> sorry. And I trust that the Earth is round and that gravity exists, but uh, there's a lot of <laughs> that I don't trust. I, our, our established scientific methods, I have faith in. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much unknown that I'm like... Yeah. Something could have appear out of nowhere and take you six miles away like and a just make it disappear. Like Squatch, <laughs> potentially. Squatch could pop out of nowhere. Aliens could be coming down. They could be popping out of the, mm. the what do they call it, the veil. Or some other super predator that we don't know about. Not a cougar but or a bear, but something predator. like that. Predator. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That explains it all. I mean, you've got all kinds of weird things in the woods. There's been weird legends in the woods forever. And um, not far from us, outside of Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. um, there's, I can't remember what they call them, um, night walkers or something like that. Yeah. But there's shadowy figures that they see in, in the mountaintops and that nobody knows what they are. I have a hard time not thinking that a lot of, you know, our local lore and myth and legend and stuff like that and however old it is, it all just stems from fear. I think a lot of it but clearly will. And, and even if it's not just imaginative, imaginative out of fear, it's something distorted mm-hmm. by fear. Oh, yeah, certainly. Sure. And then, you know, passed along. And then uh, then there's that wonderful game of telephone through mm-hmm. the generations, too, that, you know, people yeah. could embellish or uh, or diminish as much as they want. Right. So yeah. you never know if you're you're getting the original story. Yeah. So sad, 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 yeah, <laughs> sad episodes. My bad. <laughs> um, but uh, I definitely want to look back into that kid case because that seems like there is more to it potentially. All of these do, and feel free. I will not be offended if you take the reins on that. Yeah. And if any of you guys want us to go into more detail of any of these specific cases. Let us know. Or if you have any information on anybody that we just talked about. Don't talk to us first. Talk no, to the yes, authorities. Yes. Contact your local authorities. But and then tell us what they told you. Yep. <laughs> but tell mm-hmm. them first. Relay that yeah. to us. So, <laughs> yeah. Which you can do that at the email, creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Instagram anytime. Or you can call our phone line, which is 916-359-9446. Yeah, this was a little bit of a bummer, a little mm-hmm. bit of a downer, a goodie, but a saddie. I don't know why it's so sad. Like It's because it's real people. And I do... I mean, not that we don't talk about real people often, but it's real circuit. Like, these are real people's loved ones that are gone and just gone. And it's... Yeah, I guess it's a little bit of everything, because, like, it's places that we love to go. That's true, too. It's... Yosemite. It's all... It's, it's varying so much in age that there isn't, like... When there's no rhyme or reason and no proof and no evidence. That's almost the scary part. To most things. 
Like I feel like, and even, all of these people are all of these people are just gone. It's that's even if we knew it was like Sasquatch attacks or alien abductions, like at least then we would know, mm-hmm. and it would be scary, but we would know, and we that gives you a little bit of peace. But not knowing anything is almost scarier than knowing the terrifying thing, like this bullfrog yeah. that wants to creak into our episode every now <laughs> and again. Sounds like a baby bullfrog. It does. Okay. Yeah. Sounds close. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, this one is, it's, it's a little difficult for that reason. Yeah. It's difficult in like all regards, you know, to try mm-hmm. to sum up, to speculate on, to, yeah, it's easy to feel bad for, but it is, it is. That's about it. Sometimes truth hurts. Oh, <laughs> so bad. So bad. And yeah, don't, don't hike alone people. Camp with your significant others. Yes, make it. It's more fun that way too. Come on. Oh yeah. Let's go. I mean, I get. I get the. I guess I get the thrill of camping mm-hmm. by yourself, but. I, I want to go out there and like share it with somebody. Yeah, even if it's one person. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I I feel that. Yeah. So Jordan, what do you got coming up? Hopefully, something a little bit to brighten the mood. Uh, I. W- <laughs> it's funny you said it. I want to do our uh, one of our Disneyland episodes next. I want to do some Disneyland uh, myth and lore legends about uh some of the stuff that goes on after hours and mm-hmm. about people getting you know if they really have like an underground kind of system for getting people out of the park and stuff oh, like that's that right. we, yeah we got to follow up on a listener suggestion for that yeah i yeah thank you for reminding so, me on that and mm-hmm. listen i can't remember if you gave us permission so we won't say your name on the air but that is a listener suggestion and you know who you are and we appreciate you um I'm gonna delve into that yeah yeah okay cool i'm one excited of these, one of these days i will get to the uh the Yeti, because I want to do that. I want to do. I want to devote a full episode of that. If I don't but. steal steal it from you. Yeah. Either either way. Either way. Um. But oh my God, there's so much information in that room of mm-hmm. the uh, Matterhorn. Not Matterhorn of. Yeah. Everest. Everest. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Every time I get this confused. <laughs> there's so much information. Just like the whole like the mm-hmm. that, the room leading up to the ride is a museum mm-hmm. of like Yeti stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I want to go. I want to go back. First of all, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I got to do some more research, yeah. re, re, research on it. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to both of that. Yeah, uh, every single both of them. Every single as both. We used to say in Pikeville, Kentucky. Those yeah. couple of all. Every single both of them. <laughs> and with that, everybody. Until next time. Always remember. Stay, stay toasty. toasty.